Hi, and welcome to IB Matters. In this episode, we talk to Max Athorn, Diploma Program Coordinator at Thomas Edison High School in Minneapolis. Max explains the nuts and bolts of how the IB Diploma Program works, including the six subject areas and the core of the Diploma Program, Theory of Knowledge, Creativity, Action, Service, and the Extended Essay. Max also talks about how the role of Diploma Program Coordinator is a multifaceted, multi-layered role. DP coordinators are at the center of many aspects of the culture of their schools. In this capacity, the DP coordinator must navigate a course ensuring all students are welcome and encouraged to take on academic and personal challenges. So please stay with us for this enlightening look at the diploma program through the eyes of a young DP coordinator. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, this is John Peterson with uh, IB Matters, and I'm here today with uh, Max Athorn from uh, Edison High School. And uh, Max is going to talk to us today about the diploma program. Uh, Max, hello and uh, welcome. Hi, John. Uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for, for creating this venue for us. Um, I think this is a really, really fun idea. Um, yeah, my name is Max Athorn. Uh, I have uh, been the IB Diploma Program Coordinator in uh, Minneapolis at Thomas Edison High School in Northeast Minneapolis for uh, this is my seventh year. Um, and actually, I guess the first of those years was sort of a transitional year when I was working with the, the uh, a, a retiring coordinator. So I've been, been in the role for... It's been that long? It seems like it was just yeah. yesterday. Yeah, nope. This is this is it. This is I've I've been, uh, yeah, six six plus years, um, and so I've seen a, a fair bit, and I've been able to sort of try a lot of different things as a as a coordinator, and and uh, learn from a lot of colleagues across the state in Minnesota. Um, so I came to the role uh, as a relatively young, a relatively inexperienced classroom teacher. Um, and I so I was I was uh, in my late twenties at that time, and uh, but mature I, beyond your years. Certainly that, yeah, <laughs> certainly that. And I, I remain I remain mature beyond my years. I hope, uh, and, and aging certainly. Yeah. Um, but no, I was I was a theater teacher. Uh, so when I first came to Edison in uh, whatever that was, two thousand and ten. Um, it was really to teach a couple of theater classes and and direct plays after school. And um, in, in at that time, uh, there was there was someone who had just left uh, that was teaching the the, the theory of knowledge course, uh, which is a course that's at the core of the IB diploma program that maybe uh, requires its own episode to really get in sure, and talk yeah. about. Um, but uh, the, uh, the I, I taught the theory of knowledge class for a year, and in that year, it became evident that. Um, the long, uh, you know, teacher emeritus that had been the coordinator at, at Edison for for the few years since its authorization uh, was really going to retire this time, you know, and that mm -hmm. he was he was looking for for a, a, a real exit strategy, and so it was just sort of a, a good coincidence that I was in uh, the the role of theater teacher, which was you know a wonderful start but probably in, at a school of our size not a particularly sustainable full-time position um and so that transition began at that point where i was 
teaching the theory of knowledge class and then uh, uh, doing some theater and doing the part-time uh, partial coordination. And then, uh, and then over the course of those couple of years, really transitioned to a uh, more full-time coordinator and, uh, and then have all these years continued to teach that theory of knowledge course. Um, but, you know, as, as I've come to this, you know, sixth, seventh year in the role, I think an important thing to understand is, you know, that coordination role can really shift uh, within, a, within a school too, right? That the task of coordinating sure. a program like the IB diploma program or the UIB middle years or primary years program is that, that the, the coordinator's sort of role within the school is going to shift. It's really a cultural mm-hmm. Um, it's really a cultural position, right? And right. Um, and and that that my own leadership within this building has changed quite a bit. And um, you know the 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 makeup of the staff in terms of our sort of collective experience and longevity um, in teaching in general, but also obviously within the within the IB has has changed. And so you know when when you're a, a relatively new coordinator in a relatively new program everything that you're doing has to do with implementation and has to yep. do with how to do things for the first time with fidelity yep. as much as possible. Yep. And, and that over the course of time, um, you know, coordinating a program like this, it, you, it, it becomes more about sustaining and continuous improvement. And in the case of, of the ecosystem of a large urban public high school, which is where I am, um, it, it's, it's a more, a more of a, of a creative position. It's more of a social justice mm-hmm. position. Yep. It's more of a, of, of a, how do we make this truly a, a program that is for all students here? Um, and how are we, how are we taking care of all kids in the way that we're offering this program? And right. so, um, you know, it, it's, it's really a fun journey because, um, there is a lot of details that go into the coordination of the IB diploma program. And that it is certainly true that in those first couple of years in the job, there is a survival element to that and making sure that you, that you check all of the boxes appropriately and that you're doing all the right um, minutia, but right. that over right. the course of time, the program is really about culture yeah. um, and, and making, uh, making access uh, as open and uh, available to all students as as you can, and 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 promoting that that culture of of access and um, encouragement and high expectations for all students, and so that's that's what continues to to draw me to the program and to the role six seven years in. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, Max is uh, just so for our listeners, Max is our the vice president of the Minnesota. Association of IB World Schools. He's acting as the vice president for the diploma program. And in his uh, relatively brief time doing the coordination, he has risen to to that role and has taken on various roles with us. Um, and in full disclosure, I myself was also a diploma program coordinator, so I can relate to, uh, to everything that Max is talking about. And I think that's something that we'll be addressing uh, more in another episode and also maybe later in this conversation, because when we hear about the diploma program, which we're going to get into now, um, the the effort that, that the IB and all of us that really care about how the IB is implemented, the effort is to make sure it's equitable, that it isn't just a program for 
the so-called elites, because the the reputation of the diploma program, frankly, is that it had been for the elite schools in some elite uh, locales in the world. And uh, sometimes that's the misconception that carries on, even though it's not so true, especially here in the United States uh, in public high schools. So, Max, let's uh, let's just start out for our listeners and just kind of give them a framework of what is the diploma program and and generally how does it operate in your school? Sure. Great. So. Um, taking, you know, that half a step back again, we know that the IB, uh, the international baccalaureate program is a pre-K to 12 continuum and that the diploma program is the 11th and 12th grade portion of the continuum. Right. And that, so, so it is the oldest part of it. Um, and it is the part that is, uh, really associated with a rigorous college preparatory liberal arts curriculum that, um, could be, you know, sort of in layman's terms, often compared with advanced placement. Yeah, that's where in I so usually start. As, yep. Right, you know, in so far as a student is uh, is is looking for an enriching college preparatory experience in this in in this program or that program, and so they choose to take this course or that course as IB diploma program courses. Okay, so now there's a couple of elements that are important about that. Um, in in contrast to the IB middle years program um, in a you know a large public urban high school such as Edison High School in Minneapolis where I work, um, the IB middle years program is a curricular construct that by its nature is intended to touch all ninth and tenth grade students in the school. Right. That the middle years program is designed to be an all encompassing program that is for all students. And the diploma program, by its nature, is an opt-in program. Mm-hmm. So when when we're at a school like Edison, the the, the sort of the reason that that these conversations about access are so important is that um, you know implicit in that work in that that uh, that that IB diploma program is the choice to do you know this class or that class as IB. Okay, so there, there's that. But the other thing that makes IB different is that the the IB diploma is itself a a full program of an entire portfolio of courses. Right. And so in um, you know in many schools in especially in the United States, it is viewed sometimes as 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 a potential for that sort of a la carte rigorous course option. Mm-hmm. like AP is, and is that's a very important element to the program that I coordinate. Um, you know, that, that the vast majority of students that are doing the IB diploma program at my school are not doing the full IB diploma, but yeah. that it, at its inception and in some international schools and in some schools where it is, you know, the sort of the smaller design of the entire school, the IB diploma represents an entire an entire educational portfolio of what your 11th and 12th grade year is. And so that is that it is six courses with, uh, the, with accompanying rigorous exams in six different subject areas. So those six subject areas are uh, language and literature and then language acquisition. So a second language, right. 
in individuals in societies, so like history typically or, uh, or economics or other social sciences. Uh, natural sciences like uh, like like uh, physics or, or chemistry or biology, mm-hmm. um, mathematics, and uh, and then a, a sixth subject, uh, which is uh, typically the arts. Sort of by design, it is the arts. Although um, that is a, a course that can be substituted for a second course from those other categories. And so, uh, oftentimes, students in, uh, instead of taking an art class will uh, take a class in, say, a second science or business, et cetera. And yeah. that always makes the art teacher in me weep a little bit. Right, but right. That's, that's sort of uh, a thing that is fairly common. And so a student is taking a course in all six of those subject areas. And that um, over the course of the two years of their 11th and 12th grade, they're examining in, in each of those six courses. And we can talk a little bit more about what examining means, because I think that, that that's an important element of what the IB diploma program is in right. contrast to something like AP. But uh, before I get into that, I mean, the, 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 the other important thing about what a full IB diploma student is, is that they're taking that whole portfolio of coursework. They're also taking another class, uh, as discussed a couple of times already, the, the theory of knowledge class which briefly is a class about why we know what we know. It's, a, it's, it's an epistemology class or a philosophy class of sorts, but uh, I would say a, a, a less, um, a less uh, classically academic or, or, uh, or, or research-based um, philosophy class. Right? It's not quite so marred in the language of philosophy and is a little bit more about sort of the the real uh, applied discussion of what it means to know something. To know something. Yeah, I know. Um, I used to say when I taught that class that it was, you know, when I told people about it, it was, you know, what do I mean when I say I know something and why should anyone believe me? Yes, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and the different ways that we know something right. and what it means to know, you know, what's the difference between saying that you know you love a family member and that you you know that the square root of 64 is eight, right? Yep, and that, yep. that those are both things that I know, but I know them in different parts of my being. Right. And, and so, sort of what, what does that mean? Yeah. And so the theory of knowledge known as TOK, lovingly known right. as TOK, is, uh, is, is the centerpiece and often the hub of the wheel of the knowledge in, in the IB. And for many students, it's their favorite class. And for some students, it's the class they're most frustrated by, but it is, yep. it is a lot of fun to teach and to be part of a classroom with students as they, as they um, attack these questions about knowledge. Uh, go on and yeah, just it tell tends us to be one of, yeah. it tends to be one of those classes that students really appreciate in retrospect. I would say that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that retrospect is sort of frustrating yeah. yep. while you're in it. And, then, exactly. and then, so then the other, the other thing to, to, to say about the core of the program, right. Is that you've got, you've got TOK or theory of knowledge. <clears throat> and then the other two things that a student will do, uh, right at the core of the program is that they'll write an individual extended research essay, mm-hmm. uh, on a, on a topic of their choice. So the extended essay that that is typically worked on starting in the, the middle of that 11th grade year and is submitted in the middle of the 12th grade year. Uh, and then um, a portfolio of outside of school and outside of work activities known as CAS, C-A-S, which stands for Creativity, Activity, and Service. And so a CAS portfolio is a documentation of sort of, I mean, again, to sort of put in layman's terms and the way that I describe it to students is this is a thing that uh, a portfolio that describes the things that you do when you are not at work 
and you're not in class and you're not with your family. Yep. Again, and I, go ahead. Well, the, essentially that, that it's, uh, it's, it's a very, um, reflection intensive, uh, portfolio, right? It's really all about amassing, uh, different sorts of experiences outside of work and school. Um, things like athletics certainly count and arts experiences certainly count also other sort of volunteer endeavors. And that, you know, as part of that portfolio of experiences, all students that complete a cast portfolio will do one project, uh, that is a little bit more of an intensive, um, you know, seeing something through from the investigation and planning stage all the way through the end into a reflection stage of, right. of uh, taking something on. So these yeah. things that are in the core that you just described, especially the CAS and the extended essay, those two things are a con- part of the continuum. And these things actually run through all the way. If you if you study and, and follow the the IB program from from the early childhood age to the to these uh, juniors and seniors you'll see that there's an appropriate uh, age appropriate version of those things going on at all ages um, yes. so that the act, uh, the service learning and the the uh, the personal reflection um, the extended essay those things come you know in the form of projects and exhibitions done at earlier ages that develop into the point that uh, develop the student to the point that when they are 17 18 19 years old they're able to do things that are are building on what they did much at a much younger age um, yeah me, yeah that's, go ahead. that's right and I, I well I guess I would I would I would say that you know, it's exciting to work in a school and in a system where that, you know, pre-K to 12 pathway is evolving, um, you know, where we're getting more and more students that are coming to us from a middle school experience that had the, some, uh, mm-hmm. the middle years program. Um, and, you know, exciting to be t- talking to current 10th graders about what they're doing with their personal project with the, it, with the idea that it might inform what will later become a possible extended essay topic or a possible uh, CAS project. But I think that the other thing to, to, to point out on the flip side of that is that, you know, those, those, uh, the, the middle years program is certainly not a prerequisite for participation no, in the diploma no, program, but, right? That, but that we know especially in a school such as ours, um, where, where there's a great deal of, of, you know, students that come to us in 11th grade and weren't with us in 10th or 9th or, or, mm-hmm. or certainly, you know, weren't in district during their middle school years. And, um, that, that students can, can gain, you know, they say access to this, you know, rich and rigorous curriculum as an 11th grader coming in off the street at, yeah. at, at you know, at the, in the, the middle of August, which happens and say, you know, yeah, we're, we're excited to have you. And, and that, that, you know, even if they never heard IB before until they walk in, walk in, uh, in 11th grade, it's, it's still something that can be done. Yeah. So, Max, I've met several of your students um, through my work as the uh, director of the Minnesota Association of IB Schools and visited with kids at, at Edison. And um, Just for our listeners, we do have a podcast, I believe it's, pod, it's episode four, which is um, IB alumni from another high school talking about how IB helped them. But I, I know you probably know some students that uh, could could say the same kind of things. So, uh, tell us about some of the students at Edison that either are there now or have passed through the doors that uh, have benefited from the work that you're doing or that your school is doing with uh, the diploma program. Mm, yeah, I mean, a lot come to mind. Um, I think that, you know, the, 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 the beauty of IB in the diploma program, I think, is that it is... Um, it really represents curricularly and in what the assessment offers that the sky is the limit, right? That, um, that we have, you know, uh, you know, our physics, our physics teacher will say, 
look, there are aspects of, of this uh, physics curriculum that I didn't learn until my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that, you know, I've heard the same things um, in, in other subjects too, right? That, that it really represents my, you know, the art, the art teacher and the, the richness and, and, um, and rigorousness of the, of the assessments for, for these, you know, for the visual art class are the same way. And I think that what that means is that you can really uh, tune your challenge for any student to say that, that, you know, we have something that will push you no matter who you are and where you come from and what your, and what your goals are. Um, and so I, I think that as, as I think back on our student stories, um, it, 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 this, this it helps us to actually, even though, you know, the diploma program, as you stated before, sort of has a little bit of a reputation of, a, of, of an elitist reputation. I think that when we're doing it right, it really destratifies education to a degree. You know, mm-hmm. it helps us it helps us to say, look, this is a curricular approach that really can get to all students and that you know that some students are going to engage in this topic or that topic with more facility and more prior knowledge and more experience and more skill Mm -hmm. in this or that uh and that that's fine (laughs) and that the the truth of the matter is that the the experience of going through this is going to benefit you you know we just got a, a, a wonderful email uh, from a young woman who is uh, about to start her her master's program, and uh, you know, just like one of those teacher emails that you save yep. and put in your folder, and that that just was like, you know, uh, I wasn't the best student, but uh, what we did, you know, really really helped me, and you know, and I was here, and now I'm here, and um, you know, to get that sort of message from students all the time. Um, re- you know, really does show uh, what, you know, what this program can offer students. And I'm, I think, you know, also it's really important that I can think back to, you know, what is a quote unquote successful IB student um, doesn't look the same. You know, when I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about the same sort of profile of the, you know, the Harvard bound uh, right. student that got us 36 on their ACT. And by the way, we've had some of those, right? I mean, yeah. and so like they're, they're, you know, I think, I think of a, of a, of a student that, that went to, went to Amherst, you know, just a couple of years ago. And uh, I have great confidence in what they, they were able to do with us here as an IV diploma candidate and how it served them to that next, you know, sort of Ivy league step. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what the program necessarily has to be about. Right. You know, that, 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 that that student was in class with other students for whom, you know, maybe that was, it was an English class and maybe it was their only IB diploma program course and that they were classmates together. And that that student that was only taking that one could have gone to any number of hundreds of other post-secondary experiences. And that the experience that they gained through taking that, that particular literature course really did serve them into their next, into their next phase. And that that experience uh, was beneficial regardless of what grade they got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, so I think that it's, it, it, this is really striking an important balance. And I think that it's a philosophical one, uh, that we have to really grapple with as educators, because, you know, one of the most important things that I believe as a, as an educator is that we hold very, very high expectations for all students. 
right? That we do everything that we can to reinforce a sense of very, very high expectations. But, and, you know, yeah. um, that the, the, the coursework that is designed by the IB is intended to reach a very, very advanced level of challenge at that, at that highest point of achievement. That getting a seven out of seven on an IB assessment, that getting a perfect score on a paper is not something that 99% of students do. Know, that that the, the 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 sort of bell curve of achievement, if you will, on any IB assessment is different from our sort of classic American understanding of you know ninety percent is an A and eighty percent is a B, and you know the way that I was that was was brought up and and in really trying to get a hundred percent or an A plus on everything, it it doesn't it. It, it doesn't translate to the IB mm-hmm. diploma program very well. And that, that, that the better way to, to view, you know, assessment and pedagogy in the IB diploma program is to really look at how rigorous the rubrics that describe the assessments really are. Mm-hmm. And that a student can have a really, really rich and uh, educational experience doing an investigation in a physics class or a history class, and that the richness of that that investigation could yield a two or a three out of seven on a particular rubric, and that that does not necessarily mean that they that that are that we had low expectations for that student, but that the 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 sort of breadth of possible achievement on these assessments um, is really great, mm-hmm. you know, and that there, there is a, a, a lot of potential outcomes for mm-hmm. a student's engagement with an IB diploma program course. Um, and that, that, that it's not necessarily uh, that, that it will be rich with learning no matter what. Right. So I think one of the things that I think is the most challenging for teachers in any IB program, in particular the diploma program, is coming up with um, activities or, or um, curriculum and assessments that are challenging enough to find those nooks and crannies of what the student knows. You know, you can't just say, well, answer this question correctly with a mathematical answer in the correct units, as I was a science teacher, as you can tell. Um, yeah. and, and if you were to just say, okay, that's it, I guess that's 100%, and if everyone gets that, everyone gets 100%, but if you ask a, an assessment that is more um, IB-like, so to speak, it, it ends up giving the, kid a, the student a, a lot of opportunity to explore and go further and show what they know beyond just the right answer. You know, there's, there's yeah. so much more in, in depth. Um, one thing I want to just touch on briefly here before we go, Max, and I, I, I know from our conversation so far that there's just way more things we need to talk about, but I want to make sure that folks have a chance to just get the the, the, some of the nuts and bolts of this. And I just wanted to ask, um, in your school, before we, before we leave this, I want to ask in your school, how do students, um, are they selected to get into the diploma program courses? Do they, is it open enrollment? What is the process? Yeah. At Edison, it is, um, I mean, to be very simple about it, it's opt in. Um, and so the way that that looks at Edison is that I, as the diploma program coordinator, work in partnership with the counseling department to have um, sort of multiple meetings, usually at the classroom level and then one-on-one conferences uh, with 10th grade students about their course choices for 11th grade. 
Mm-hmm. And so I will go to say all the history classes or all the English classes of 10th graders with a, with a, 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 a presentation of the advanced academics offerings of 11th and 12th grade. And I will usually emphasize that um, it is not necessarily our expectation that all students take exactly the same, you know, a portfolio again of, of rigorous courses as 11th and 12th graders. But what is important to us, what, what does I think uphold a sense of high expectations is that, that these 10th grade people are thinking now about what it is that they want to get out of their 11th and 12th grade year and that they're, that they're orienting their game plan for their coursework in 11th and 12th grade around these goals. Mm -hmm. And so um, at Edison, uh, after giving those presentations, as I said, it's usually a one-on-one where they have a, a sheet where they indicate what courses they intend to register for as 11th and 12th grade students. And as they're kind of filling that sheet out and bringing it to their families for additional input and bringing it to their teachers for additional input, I'm sitting there with them and saying, okay, I see that you've chosen to take this and this and this course. I wonder about, have you chosen, have you thought about doing this or that? And, you know, having, having some conversations uh, to, you know, broaden horizons and and Mm -hmm. to think a little bit more critically about what the possibilities out there are. And, and oftentimes that does sound like me encouraging students to take a greater bit of challenge in their 11th and 12th grade year uh, to, to opt into, you know, the, uh, this or that IB diploma program class as a, as a place where they should be taking a little extra academic risk or a little extra academic initiative for the sake of of trying to prepare themselves best for what's happening next. And so, um, you know, at, at, at my school, and I think you'll find uh, pretty consistently, certainly in schools in in minnesota and i think uh, around the united states you know we don't we don't have a lot of um like hard and fast entrance criteria for ib diploma program courses i think that you know it's those sorts of um barriers that we can put up and sometimes we do so with good intentions but but uh, clumsy execution mm-hmm. uh, that can be really harming to the the equitable access for all students and so right. uh rather than sort of maneuvering around those sorts of barriers uh we do it through through coaching and conversations what is it that you want um you know how how are you going to work for it uh and then you know and then sometimes it is a collaborative effort from the adults around a student you know if there is great concern that the student doesn't necessarily have the skills necessary to take this challenge or that challenge then we then we can circle around that one particular student and that one particular uh, a challenge and 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 give some some additional counseling or coaching around what we think the best next step for that kid mm-hmm. might be. But but by and large, it's it's opt in for a reason and um, you know allows us to 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 have those those conversations to inspire uh, a sense of of hope and and optimism and 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 uh, uh, energy you know around taking these these advanced academics courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to a podcast recently out of Tacoma, Washington, and they were critical of both AP and IB for so many schools having um, some some gatekeeping going on for these advanced classes and that the equity or the diversity and, and representation of the student body was not what they saw in the IB and AP classes. And, and as I was listening, I thought, well, in Minnesota, I have not really experienced that. I, I know at the school I taught at, which was a, 
large, you know, I called it urban suburban high school with a very diverse population. Our, we were proud of the fact that our diploma classes had the same distribution of students, uh, ethnicities and, and uh, cultural backgrounds as the general student body. So those are things that I know we've worked hard in Minnesota to do. I know IB uh, internationally and, and in the Americas specifically is also trying to do its best to uh, increase the uh, access and equity in, in the access to IB and diploma classes in particular. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so this is, I mean, you know, that, that, that is probably an episode unto itself as well. Oh, yeah. But I think that the, the point, uh, the important point of that is that when we're talking about gatekeeping and certainly, you know, an effort that I would say is made structurally uh, in Minneapolis to avoid that, um, and when we're talking about our role as, as coordinators of these programs, I think that the easy part, so to speak, is to make sure that there aren't any explicit barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the challenging part and the thing that really does require a great deal of reflection and, and collaboration and coordination is to make sure that there aren't any unintended barriers. Right. right? To make sure that there aren't things that are embedded in the school's culture that are sending messages to students that these classes are only for certain kids. Right. Uh, and, and that that's the work that really requires a great deal of care and reflection. And sometimes it hurts mm-hmm. um, to, to, to really deconstruct some of these systems that have, you know, historically promoted inequity. And, yep. Um, yep. and so, you know, when we're talking, when we're thinking about how we interpret the IB diploma program at our school, and, and I think that that's maybe an important word, right, that, that these programs do require some local interpretation in order to really implement right. Um, that's that's a central question to us. How are we making sure that that we're offering it in a way that uh, it makes it something that belongs to all of our students? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Max. Um, you can tell you're in a school. I hear. I hear uh, yeah. I Sorry. Hear. One no, more of those. No, okay, no problem. Go. No problem. There, there are bells. We are actually in schools, folks. Um, so <laughs> what I'm going to do here is I'm going to uh, wrap this conversation up here and just thank you for your time. We have. Um, Again, as you can hear from Max talking and from my uh, speaking about it, that there's lots to talk about with the diploma program. As I anticipated this conversation, the list got a little long, and I was thinking, how are we going to keep this down in time? But uh, that just means we need more more time to talk in other episodes about it. Um, so, uh, again, I want to thank you, Max, for your time here. And uh, we'll um, be posting links and other information on the podcast or the episode notes and also on our website mnibschools.org all right thank you max my pleasure thank you john you bet for more information about the ib diploma program check out links in our episode notes and at ibo.org also please look for our other episodes introducing the ib primary years and middle years programs as well as the career related program Thanks for listening, and please subscribe to our podcast using the links found on our website at www.mnibschools.org.